Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gerbay, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Carol, hello. Hello, Rosie. Good morning. Morning. So here's the conversation I want to have today. You know, even though you and I are like 70, I'm, I'll be 71 next month. But I love it, how you keep telling people how old I am, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that. I'm telling you, when I turned 70, it was a shocker because yeah. I had no, no concept of, because I feel ageless. I feel younger than ever. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. I feel younger. I feel more healthy. I feel more vital. I have more energy in so many ways. So to say I'm 70 is like a shocker and um, it just doesn't compute truly. Me too. Uh, And so what I'm, what I want to talk about has nothing to do with turning 70 because I think people who are in their fifties or thirties or twenties even are going, Oh my God, I'm not beautiful. Um, How do I be beautiful? How do I get beautiful? And so let's talk about beauty today and, and how that influences how we be in our lives yeah it's a big conversation it's a it's a scary conversation i think just as much for men as it is for women but certainly for women to say "Ooh, i'm not very beautiful or i've got this wrong and especially getting older and you know more of these wrinkles come in and the the, the skin does different things that it does because it does um and it's so easy to go yeah i'm not beautiful anymore as opposed to going no the truth is i'm more radiant more radiant which i love using that word because I, it feels right, even though, you know, it does, it, it just depends. So anyway, that's what I want to talk about. Well, it, it's really an interesting thing to talk about because as, as you and I know, we're bombarded with, with advertisements and commercials about how we are supposed to look mm-hmm. and we're, we're beautiful. If we're, we're thin and we're beautiful. If we have this latest, beauty product that probably will not put great things into our skin. And there's this whole perception about how, how we're supposed to look. And I know that growing up in my family, it was very important how, how we looked. And I was, I was told as a child that I was pretty and, and people, your mother did that to me. She would come up and say, you are so beautiful. And I would just look at her like, okay. And, (laughs) and I, because, because having somebody tell me that I was pretty, it didn't, it didn't match with how I was feeling. It was incongruent. I thought, really? Because I certainly as a child didn't feel like I was beautiful. Yeah. 
And I know you had a similar. I exact experience. I mean, my whole life, especially as a kid was like, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. But it's like, and like, so, you know, something's supposed to come of that in a sense. So when we, when it didn't match, I love what you just said in terms of, you know, my mom saying to you, you know, you're so pretty and it, it didn't match. So what was the inside experience of who you were? Well, the inside experience is I was clueless. You know, I felt clueless. I felt like I had to survive in my family to get attention, to get recognition, whatever it is I wanted as a child. But I certainly didn't feel confident and beautiful and and did not have a thriving mentality at all. Yeah. And so I, it was confusing. Very confusing because there's not. Um, I think we think. So you and I are were considered beautiful or pretty people. And it didn't make a difference in terms of how we felt about ourselves on the inside. No, it didn't give us a sense of power. Uh, it didn't give us a sense of uh, identity or truth. It didn't match the truth in a sense. And and so I think that's a huge dilemma for so many people who are um, attempting to get that quality of fulfillment when when they hear when you when you're told how beautiful you are. When people tell me how beautiful I am in a sense now, because my outside is what it is, I feel like they're reflecting my inside. They're able to see the inside of me. And so when they're telling me I'm beautiful, I can feel that because I, I feel beautiful on the inside. And it doesn't matter what the outside looks like. I want to take care of and, and appreciate and value the outside. But, but now I have a sense of true knowing of my beauty on the inside. And so when people say something like that, or they'll say, wow, you look really good. I know they're 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 seeing the inside of me as opposed to the outside. Absolutely, because I I feel like when we we feel like we're healthy, we're radiant, we're thriving, we're excited to live life. I think that's for me. That's what makes me feel beautiful. Yes, and others notice it too. Yes, because it's an energy too, more than just you know, a physical, you, you, you have the right look or you, or your haircut or whatever. Yeah, you're wearing the right eyeshadow. Yes. Or, or your makeup looks good. That statement in and of itself is always been kind of funny to me. If somebody said, oh, your makeup looks really good today. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, I don't normally look good to you unless my makeup looks good. Or, I mean, it's an innocent statement, obviously, but it's, it's just kind of funny when you when you think about that. And for me, when I am feeling the most beautiful is when I do things that I love doing, like these podcasts. When you're being you. Well, I'm being authentic because yeah. I think if somebody is authentic, I find that very beautiful. Yes. I I look at the world in a way that I'm always looking for beauty. I don't know about you, Rosie. Are you looking for beauty? Like I look for beauty in my home. You know, I'll, I'll see something, you know, a painting or, or something in my home or a, a little area. I think that could be more beautiful. And so I make it pleasing to me. 
Yes. And when, when I'm, uh, sometimes when I'm driving, I live in this beautiful area called La Cresta and it's just beautiful. And so I, as I'm driving through, I'm looking for beauty in everything that I do. Beautiful. Yeah. Rumi says, um, we, I have to look this, I, I just did this. So it's right here. Let the beauty we love, let the beauty we love be what we do. That's mm. Ruby said that. And uh, I want more of that. And um, the Sufis, in a sense, uh, there's the beauty is um, is sourced in love. Like the more that we love the, and see, we see things we love, it's beautiful, right? We see a car that's we love, it's beautiful. So um, infused in, in beauty is love and infused in love is beauty. You can't. And as I grow myself, and so I, I live on um, in the woods on Arcus Island uh, on 10 acres. And, and for a while, for a long while, I'm walking down my beautiful driveway going, well, I need to take that down or I need to fix that or I need to make that different or I need to. And I'm spending so much time looking at what's wrong. Right. Natural. It's beautiful. I'm looking so much for how to fix things. I'm not actually embracing and experiencing the beauty that is. And this is the challenge for so many because we look in the mirror and go, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. You know, maybe I should do it. You know, my daughter looked at me. She said, mom, you should, you look like your dad now. You should have your, you should, you know, cut your eyelids back or whatever. It's like, oh my God, I got to look at myself and, and, and see the beauty that is as opposed to what needs to be fixed or what needs to change or what needs to, what's not beautiful already. Right. And the, much like you're saying is it, it's a training to let go of, the, the 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 belief that it's imperfect right that, that there's imperfection in in you it's it's a it's a huge i don't want to make anybody feel well i can't make anybody feel uh, i don't want to say that it's bad or wrong if you choose to get cosmetic surgery and that's a choice and if that makes you feel more beautiful then go for it uh, I am I am choosing at this point in time in my life to, you know, for my physical beauty, to me, health is the health is, you know, the new beauty. It's uh, if I feel healthy, I feel beautiful. Yep. And it has nothing really to do with that. I bought a new makeup that's going to make me look younger and stuff not saying I don't wear makeup I do but I I just my point is it's not it's not the absolute for me for me the, ab, the, the for me it's just like it's how I feel and what my perspective is what my mindset is and how I'm going to show up I'm going to choose to show up beautiful. in this life beautiful but I know for a lot of people that, you know, having been on the other end of not feeling beautiful, not feeling powerful, like we talked about in the last episode, being the most powerful person, you know, that that is very true for a lot of people where they can just be be feeling like they're they're not good enough. Yeah. Where they're not enough. Yeah. Not enough of anything. And um, I definitely have felt that in my younger years. And again, it took some work yeah. to change that mindset and to let go of those self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. 
uh, about who I am. And I'm still discovering more about how I can be authentic and, and beautiful to the world and, and to myself at the same time. Yeah. I remember a time when I think I was 13 <clears throat> or 14 or something and just like junior high school or and maybe just going into freshman and in, in high school. And I remember going to a basketball game and I was, I got all ready, you know, and at that time it was putting, for me, it was putting on a skirt and putting on the right everything. And I went up into the bleachers and I was sitting there and I was, as far as I was concerned, perfectly beautiful. And I was waiting for people to respond to my beauty, the beauty in air quotes, the beauty that the physical beauty, because we've been told, I was told I was beautiful. So, and beauty is power. And so I'm going to sit there and be beautiful and people are going to come. Well, nobody came. And hmm. I think this happens a lot when people go, wait, why? I, I'm I'm doing the right things to present as beauty. Why isn't it happening? Why is this? And, and it was just a, a total de defeat and demoralization because I thought the beauty was what was going to make me powerful as a, an attractor, if you will. And right. um, it didn't work and 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 it didn't work. <laughs> and so it had to come from, this is what is pleasing for me, or this is what works for me. This is what I feel my most beautiful and go in that direction versus um, what, what am I supposed to look like on YouTube now these days, which is March, 2023, there's these uh, ads that are coming up for here is the, you know, the makeup of all makeups for, for us, you know, and yeah. it's like, that's just, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. In that, in what's going to shine, allow for the shining of the inner beauty to come through. Um, and that's, that's what's important is what's, how can I be so that my inner beauty shines through for me? It does, nothing else matters then. Nothing right. else matters, shines through. I feel it's fun to feel me in, in this. And that might mean being in a, a, a fancy gown or in a beautiful circumstance where there's you know, beauty. I remember a time, you know, we grew up in, in Michigan. And during that time, there was a big department store there that everybody went to. And that was JL Hudson. Yes. And I tried out to be a Hudson fashionette to be oh. one of their models when I was, I think I was 13 or 14. And my mother entered me in it. And it was, it was pretty competitive. There were like, I don't know, 60 girls trying out for this and only 12 were going to make it. And I had to go to charm school and do all this stuff. And when it came time for the judges to choose, we had to give a, a a speech on why we thought we deserved to have this. And I remember feeling that, you know, that time in my life, I felt gawky, awkward. There's, I certainly didn't feel pretty. And I was a nervous wreck giving a speech where Zsa, Zsa Gabor was one of the judges. Wow. And so I did my deal. I gave my talk and I thought, oh, I've got this over with. Anyway, it was like a relief to be done with it. And then I won. And, and I was, if I could have 
if you could see Rosie's face, so that's kind of what I did. What? I won? I, I, I get to be a Hudson fashionette. And I was, I remember thinking, how could this happen? How could this happen? You know, I was just blown away. So I got to be a Hudson fashionette for a year. And did that help me feel beautiful? Not really. I just, I, again, I just went through the motions, but I was in total disbelief <laughs> that I won that. So that's, I haven't thought about that story in a long time, but. So I think part of what we're saying is number one is we grew up being told we're beautiful. Right. It did not match the inside experience of who we were. And so it was just kind of a, a shocker all the time. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about because it's, it isn't, it doesn't feel like a sense of power and a, a sense of connection and authenticity. And so we're uh, most of us are trained to continue that, that we believe that beauty is power. When we listen to stories of supermodels and things, we, we can see how it's, it so debilitates their their true sense of self-worth because of all they have to do to jump through the hoops to be look that beautiful mm -hmm. it diminishes the, the personal power inside the personal power as in my authentic expression in the world yes and and speaking of supermodels you know i've i've read a lot of stories and stuff where they they literally have to starve themselves and become anorexic to get the approval so that they can keep that status. Yes. And I think the world has changed somewhat since that time as far as being thin is, is the only way to be. I think we're getting a little bit better in that area, but we're not there yet. It's still much projected. And I think when you're in that age of being a, 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 a teen, yeah, especially on the younger teen side, where you compare yourself with so much and you, you know, there's so many, there are teen suicides and stuff. And that's got to be a factor where somebody doesn't feel pretty enough, good enough. And I was, I was suicidal a number of times in my life, but it, when I was about 17, I, it would, it, I just felt like I, I, I it was hopeless. Yeah. It was hopeless to be seen. You know, what we want in as a human being is to be seen, heard and gotten. Mm -hmm. And in my family, much like yours, it's like I did not get seen or heard or gotten mm -hmm. um, and the, the facade of being told I'm pretty. It didn't it didn't land. So that didn't I didn't feel seen in there um, for who I was. I was beautiful for whatever facial features that probably looked like my mother's in a sense. Mm -hmm. but who I was on the inside. I didn't nobody saw me. And, mm -hmm. and it felt hopeless and powerless. And, and I, I was suicidal when I was in my in 17, um, that, that time of my life. And um, I struggled with that uh, and fortunately got through it. But, and then I got, you know, hit it again, hit that wall again. And another, you know, later, a couple of de decades later, it was like, you know, some, if you're, if you don't feel seen, heard and gotten by people that you love, you feel um, that insignificance or invisible. Mm -hmm. And how do you be, how do you be with that? It's ex excruciating as a human experience. Yeah. And that is such an example of placing the power outside of ourselves, isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it is. That is, that is a great example of that happening. Uh, I did not consciously 
ever feels suicidal, but I felt uh, I was self-destructive. I was having destructive behavior, uh, you know, using drugs and alcohol and, and ways to, to hide my, hide my pain. I thought, yes. And I, and I certainly didn't feel beautiful during that time, but just when, when we're told that we're supposed to be a certain way and I think it can be confusing as a child. Like I was supposed to be a good Catholic girl and that never sat with me. Yes. And so I just, it was, it was just very confusing to me. I remember because I was, I was trying to make sense of it and what that meant. Yes. And I rebelled against it, but I, I went, there was not a great sense of balance in that rebelling. It was like, I was saying no to that. And I'm going to go just the opposite and do this. And, you know, maybe I did it to get attention. Maybe I did it to get noticed, uh, approval from, from somebody outside of my family. Yep. 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 So, um, so I think this is an important issue to talk about because now I feel like I feel more beautiful than I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. And it's, Again, I just want to reiterate, it's because uh, it's, it's because of my outlook on life. It's because of um, having wonderful friends. It's because of having a career that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I'm choosing to thrive. And in choosing to thrive, I'm becoming more beautiful. Yeah. And I, I, um, I, I love what you were when you were talking about you know, when we're growing up and we don't have a context for anything outside the, the need to be beautiful, the need to be seen, the need to follow the rules as a good Catholic girl. And we don't have any um, mirror or reflection of something other than that. It's like, wait, that doesn't fit with who I am, but I don't have, there's nobody around that can reflect anything other than that. So it is, it becomes almost an insanity. I'll, I'll say it that way because it's like, we don't have a reference point outside that context that, that can reflect or can even hear us or see us or get us in a sense. If, if I had had one adult in my life who said, I see you it, in those moments. And there were, there were a few moments that I felt seen and, and heard. And it was like, wow, somebody gets me. Somebody gets me. But then it's so fleeting that we don't, it, it, we can't hold on to that. But as we grow older, grow older as in mature through our uh, teenage years and into our young adult, and we can have the opportunity to bring people into our lives where they get reflected. Like in this conversation, if people want to listen and hear us and go, yeah, I totally get that. I, I feel seen and heard and gotten. And I think this is true for your podcast and certainly for mine. And people go, yeah, no, you're, t- you're, I get it. You're saying exactly how it feels to be me. It's like, yes, somebody gets me, somebody gets me. Yeah, and that's yeah. what we're missing so often in, in, um, especially as kids and um, young adults, it's like, we're, we're comparing ourselves saying yes, no, whatever th- that comparison it. But it's like, we need somebody who gets us, who sees us and goes, yeah, I totally get it totally get it 
Yeah. And then you throw in some of the nuns and I'm not saying all nuns were this way, but there were a few that, that maybe, you know, just feel question things about this. This really doesn't make sense being mean to me and saying that my bangs are, are too long. And that's makes me a bad person. It didn't make sense to, to an 11 year old. Yeah. No. So, so nothing in a sense, nothing makes it's, there are times in our lives where nothing makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. being told you're beautiful. It doesn't make sense. Being told that you're bad because your bangs are, it doesn't make sense. There's so much, so much in the world that doesn't make sense. And we don't have a frame of reference that says, yeah, you're right. That doesn't make sense. And uh, when we do, we start going, oh God, thank you so much for finally somebody's telling me that what my, you know, telling me or assuring me that what I'm feeling makes sense. Right. From there, we can go forward. And, and that's the value of working with a, a coach or a, um, even, a, you know, in whatever ways that we're working with somebody as a therapist or as a coach or somebody that can say, I see you, I mm-hmm. get you, I totally mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. That is like the, the best, the best gift you can give yourself. Right. No matter what. Yeah. And I, that's the, that, that's the, if nothing else, that's what I want my clients to have. They might have a set one session with me and I just want them to be seen that they get it, that I get them who they are. Yeah. In that experience, you start to go, okay, somebody gets me. I'm, I'm not insane. I'm not crazy. I'm not anything but me. Yeah. And I think another thing that kind of plays into this is I felt like growing up, I was taught respect authority. And so I was always placing the power outside of myself, thinking I had to listen to this authority. And, and again, when we're talking about things not making sense, you know, there was always part of me that knew that some of these authority figures had it had it incorrect. This was, this was not helping me. Yes. Yeah. This was making me feel small, unseen, wrong, bad. And all of those feelings certainly didn't enhance a life where I was going to thrive Yes. or, or even enjoy at all. Yeah. One of my, um, when I was training to be a therapist, uh, marriage and family therapist, this was 40 years ago. The, uh, I can't remember the name of the person who came up with this particular technique, if you will, but it's been the foundation of all the work that I do, which is when listening to a person that you're as the listener, coach, therapist person could go, that makes sense to me. And because when people come in for therapy or for help, they are coming from a zero baseline, just like what you just said is I'm already wrong. I already have no value. I already have no ability to think for myself. I have no um, ability to trust or respect myself. That's the, that's it for so many of us, that's the message that we're given. So we're at zero, zero sum, if you will, when we go in for help. And if, if you're with a therapist or a coach and they go, yeah, no, I can fix you. You're just playing into the same the same reality that when you have someone that says, you know, it makes sense to me how difficult it was for you in your life, given 
the Catholic upbringing, the, the where you're seeing yourself as wrong and bad and not enough, it makes sense to me that this is what you would do. And what you did made perfect sense given your circumstances. So that ability to, to make sense of is so valuable and, and in a sense creates a sense of beauty. I'm going to use that, come back to that, because it's like what we're creating in our reality is the best that we can in any moment. And that's a beauty. That's a beautiful thing. And so when you or me or whoever's listening can go, yeah, it makes sense that I made those choices given the circumstances I was in. That creates a sense of power. It creates that empowerment that the choices I made were the best I could make given my age, um, my circumstances, all of that. And it's a wonderful thing that happens inside of us. We go, somebody sees me, somebody gets me. I'm not an idiot. Right. And what I love is how I can see the brilliance of every individual, the brilliance of how they sustained life, how they survived through sucky, sucky, sucky circumstances. Right. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I totally agree. That was really well put. So this has been a great discussion and I hope that our listeners got some value in this and, and what is beautiful to you is going to be different than what is beautiful to me. But for me, the most important thing is that I, I focus on the beauty not just within myself, but around me, and that I can take any situation and find something beautiful in it. And it's not always easy because we, uh, we live in a world, I call it the circus out there going on. And I, I can see, I can always find some value in it. And, and I look beyond what what is just being presented. I go a little bit deeper in looking and oh, it's just, it's just, it's a practice and, and it, it really assists me. That's right. And, and the, the being able to, I mean, it like what, much like what you said is I, it, instead of choosing to look at what's wrong or what needs to be fixed or what needs to, so, you know, I go, let, let's look for what's beautiful. Let's look at the beauty that is the mm -hmm. isness of the beauty that is always. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's work to do that. Yeah. And, and the work, the work is, is the internal work. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's not the work that finding the next greatest, you know, beauty product out there. It's doing your own internal work and learning to love yourself more. Yeah. And that's, a, that's big training because it yeah. goes against all that stuff that you yeah already discussed it's like it does it goes against all of it to to you know but just look in your eyes just yeah it's just saying wow there's yeah there's somebody very cool that's that's a tool that i do quite often uh, is i look at myself in the mirror and i give this tool to my clients too and especially if they're having days where they don't feel so beautiful or they they feel stressed or whatever i said you are your own best therapist first of all you look in the mirror and you say to yourself, I am the most powerful person. I know I'm beautiful. I can do this. You, you counsel yourself as beautiful. well. And, yeah. and 
I find that to be a very valuable tool. So thank you everyone for, for listening to Rosie and I go on and on about beauty, but it, it's, it's a subject that I think many people can relate to. And if you have a suggestion for a topic you want to hear us, you know, chat about, uh, just leave it in the comment section, or you can email Rosie at Rosie at the paradigmshifts.com or me at carol at foodintegritynow.org. We'd love to hear from you. And we hope you found this conversation useful. Thanks for being here, you guys. Thank Bye. you, everyone. Bye. <laughs>